I want to get through this because I, I just think there's going to be a powerful moment at the end of this service where God's going to speak to people in this place today. He's put it on my heart that the Holy Spirit wants to do business with people in this place today. He wants to speak to people's hearts where you're at. So in a room this size, you know, we're quite full today, but there's lots of people here at different stages of life's journey. Maybe you've walked into this place today and you're feeling discouraged because you've just had a really rough week and you just got some bad news. Maybe you've walked into this place and everything's going great and you just want to praise God. Well, that's great too. Uh, maybe you're in this place and you're just lost or you're just confused. You need a fresh wind. And so at the end of the service today, I want to spend some time. We might go a bit over. Is that all right? Yep. yep. No one's objecting. Cool. If you need to go, you can go, but that's fine. But we're going to have some time where we do business with God because I believe he spoke to my heart clearly that there are people in this place today that need to receive something fresh from the Holy Spirit in this place today. So as a church, for our visitors, we've been going through the Gospel of John for, I don't know, feels like about 10 years now, uh, but it's not. No, just this year we started. And we're up to John chapter 9, and, and where we left off, um, we, in John chapter 9, Jesus encounters the person, the man that was blind from birth. Now, what I wanted to do today, and you might think, oh, we're not kids, but you know what? We all have a bit of child in all of us. Do you agree? Are we young at heart in this church? So the video I'm about to show you is something that I would show kids. And I just thought, it's just cool. Um, and, and you'll get to see how we minister to kids because we show these kind of videos to our kids' church and, and kids' club. And, and, and it tells you the story of John chapter 9. So you ready for that? Can we get the lights and let's have a look. Jesus the sight giver. Here we go. Stories of the Bible. Jesus heals a man born blind. This is Jesus, hey who is the Son of God and the Savior of the world. While Jesus was on earth, he taught everyone about God's love. He did many miracles and healed people of their sickness. Oh, hey, everyone. One day, Jesus was walking with his disciples and he saw a man who was born blind. Hey, Jesus. His disciples wondered whose fault it was that this man was blind, Jesus told them it was not because anyone sinned, but rather it was because the power of God could be shown through this man's life. Then Jesus spit on the ground and made mud. He spread the mud over the blind man's eyes and told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and did as Jesus said, and he could see. Wow! The man's neighbors and others who knew him as a blind man wondered if this was the same man. Is that the same guy? No way. They said, no, he just looks like him. It's right. No, it can't be. But the blind man kept saying, yes, it's me. So the people asked, who healed you? What happened? And the man told them all that Jesus had done for him. Well, that's what happened. The people asked, where is Jesus now? But the... Oh, I didn't do it. The man didn't know. We'll blame Josh. So the people took the man to the Pharisees because it was the Sabbath, the day of rest, and they thought Jesus shouldn't have made mud and healed the man on the Sabbath. 
the Pharisees asked the man so many questions. Hey, what's going on? And he answered them, I was blind, but now I can see. The Pharisees kept asking more questions. They even brought the man's parents in to ask them questions, but they wouldn't answer because they were afraid of the Pharisees. Finally, the man had enough and yelled, Look, I told you once, why do you want to hear it again? If this man were not from God, he couldn't have made me see. The Pharisees were so mad at the man for saying this that they threw him out of the synagogue. Jesus heard what happened, oh, hi there. and he found the man and asked him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he is speaking to you. Wow! Yes, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped Jesus. Do you like that? It's a little bit different, a little bit fun. I heard some giggles with the, hey, hello. Gets the kids' attention anyway. Last time when we looked at John chapter 9, we got about halfway through, we finished off um, with the man who was blind but could now see in, a, in the heated discussion with the Pharisees, like you just saw on the video. And they simply just did not want to receive the truth because it defied their law. It didn't match their law system and so they just, it didn't matter how many times they got told the truth, they were not interested in the truth. They couldn't accept what the blind man was saying. So let's continue. We're going to read from John. All the scriptures are in New King James. So if you've got your Bibles here and want to follow along, they'll be on the screen as well. And they're also on the notes online. But let's read John chapter 9, verses 26 and 27. It says, Then they said to him again, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? <laughs> He's getting a bit fed up, you can tell. The man must have been running out of patience. I mean, you would have been. They're asking over and over again the same questions, and he just keeps giving the same answer. Asking the same questions and expecting a different result, isn't that insanity? And so it's driving this man crazy because he's sick of repeating himself he'd already told the pharisees how he gained his sight and here they were asking him again and they were worse than i don't know there's not any kids church kids in here so they're worse than kids uh, and when parents and teachers are trying to talk to them and tell them instructions you know they hear it but they refuse to accept it and listen so they just they, they act as if they don't know anything that it exasperated the man so much uh, and so he responds with, well, do you want to become Jesus' followers too then? And uh, I don't think they took too kindly uh, to that statement. Uh, verses 28 and 29. Give us an answer. They're demanding an answer. Um, when they reviled him and said, you are his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses. As for this fellow, we don't know where he is from. Now, they've been told where he's from, who he is, what he's called. But again, remember... It's like they haven't heard it because they don't want to know the truth or accept the truth. Uh, there it is. Uh, we're Moses men. That's what they're saying. They're, they're, they're kind of name dropping again. Remember a little bit earlier they were name dropping? We're, we're in the line of Abraham, so we're all good. Uh, so now they're name dropping again and they're mentioning uh, Moses. You know, not only did the Pharisees 
cross-examine this former blind man. But they also insulted him. They're insulting him when, when he didn't provide the answers that they wanted. So they thought, well, let's insult this guy. They accused him of being disciple of an unknown man. No one knows who this man is. Uh, and, and it makes no sense, the tactic that they were using. It's just that you've heard the phrase, clutching at straws. They just didn't know what else to do. So, so they're now turning on this guy. But when your mind is made up in spite of the facts, you do. You grasp at anything, don't you? Who's been in an argument before? And don't put your hand up because it could be with the person next year. Uh, but you've been in one of those arguments where you know that what you're saying is truth and the other person knows that they don't have the truth, but they just come at you with anything anyway because they're too proud to want to concede. Uh, I've been in plenty of arguments like that. My family's a bit like that, praise the Lord. Uh, they have to be right all the time, can't be pointed out as being wrong, so we get proud and stick our chests out and have a big argument. Well, that's what's going on here. They're too proud to acknowledge the truth because they know what the truth is. It's been sprouted to them many times, but they're choosing not to accept the truth. When you made his mind up, you grasp for anything. You know, once more the Pharisees trotted out their relationship with Moses. Well, we're Moses, men, uh, and we're, claim- we're, we're his followers, so we're, we're all good. You know, that's going to settle the issue, they think, when they announce that they're Moses' men. Well, let's see what happens as we read verses 30 to 34. Uh, the man answered and said to them, Why, this is a marvelous thing that you do not know where he is from, yet... He has opened my eyes. Now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshipper of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the world began, it, was been, um, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered and said to him, You were completely born in sins and are teaching us. They were offended. Oh, you're preaching to us now. You're the teacher. You know everything. So what did they do? What any spoiled brat would do that doesn't want to accept the truth? Get out! <laughs> Leave me alone! So they cast him out of the synagogue. You know, this guy, he's a thinking man. And his relationship with Jesus, you know, he's only just met him and had his eyes healed, but he has a more uh, relevant relationship with Christ than these law people that have been told time and time and time again who Jesus is, he's the son of man, he's the light of the world, but they're not accepting the truth. And so they have no relationship uh, with Jesus at all. You know, this uneducated man figured out what the Pharisees' reasoning uh, was, and that was illogical. <laughs> they were illogical, the way they were talking about Jesus. They were tired of being grilled and insulted. Uh, and so the, the, the blind man, formal blind man, tries to teach them tries to encourage them, tries to lead them to the knowledge that he has of who Jesus is. The fact that the healer gave him sight proves that he is from God. Since God doesn't listen to sinners, Jesus must not be a sinner. And so it proves that he is from God, but they just did not want to listen. Uh, Proverbs fifteen twenty nine says, um, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. So Jesus was obviously a righteous man, but the Pharisees did not want to acknowledge that. They wanted to focus on, well, he healed on the Sabbath, so he broke our rules. Uh, and so we can't accept him. He's done the wrong thing. If he was from God, he wouldn't have uh, worked on the Sabbath. So they're too busy concerned about the law rather than the reality that Christ just healed somebody who was blind their whole life. So it doesn't take a great mind to put the facts together. 
the blind man worked it out, the former blind man. But these teachers weren't teachable. And if you encountered people like that, I know I have before, where they just, people that think they know and, and you can't teach them. It doesn't matter how logical an argument or, or even just a logical presentation, you don't even have to be arguing. But if people have made up their mind about what they believe and they're not open to other ideas, they're not teachable and, and you're wasting your breath. Um, they hated being taught by this common man, so they've thrown him out of the synagogue. Goodbye, see you later. You know, by being content with the law that came by Moses, that's the, these Pharisees are happy with the law, by shutting their eyes to the grace and truth which came with Jesus, the Pharisees are being plunged into darkness of unbelief. They just don't realise it. We can all see it, can't we? Looking from the outside in, reading this account and seeing what's going on. But they couldn't see it. Um, you know, surely this once blind beggar is waking more and more towards the illumination of faith. Because that's what's happened. He's been awakened. His eyes not just physically opened, but now he has encountered Christ and he knows the truth about him and he is, he is filled with faith because of what's happened. He knows that God can heal. But the Pharisees are so bound up in their legalism and their rules and their this doesn't fit the mould that they're not open to receive who Jesus is for them. Let's keep going. John chapter 9, verses 35 to 38. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, I love that. I want to pause there. You know, when you ever feel like you've been cast out, downtrodden, excommunicated, left out of the friendship group, Jesus will find you. Just like this man, he'll find you. Is your heart open, ready to receive him? The problem is when we do get cast out, maybe we have a disagreement and we're cast out of the friendship group, whatever it is, our hearts harden, don't they? Our hearts get hard and we get offended and we get hurt. And, and it's not an environment conducive to Christ coming in and relieving you of those feelings. Just remember that when you get cast out, Jesus will come after you. But keep your hearts open. Maintain an attitude of Christ, you are my Lord. I've been hurt and broken, but I let you in. Come in and do what only you can do. Heal me, mend me, fill me. Do what you do best, and that is heal the broken heart. So Jesus heard they'd cast him out, and when he had found him, he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? See, he was hungry. Who is he? I want to know. And Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, and it is he who is talking with you. Then he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. 2020 vision. He had pretty good vision now. Not just the physical vision, but spiritual vision too. He's accepted Jesus as Lord, and he's worshipping him. You know, one thing about Jesus is he doesn't abandon people. He doesn't abandon people. When they're, when they're persecuted, he's there in the midst. You know, especially in this world, there's a bit of persecution going on, isn't there? against the Christians and, and people of faith. Jesus is right there. And when he heard the Pharisees had thrown this guy out of the synagogue, he looked him up and Jesus asked him if he believed in the Son of God. And when the man wanted to know more, Jesus introduced himself and the man told him that he believed. Wow. Wow. What a day this had been for the blind man. Can you put yourself in his shoes for a moment? Put yourself in his shoes. So he woke up seeing nothing blind for life 
till this point. And then he met Jesus. Then he walked across town with mud pies in his eyes. Then he got his sight when he washed in the pool. What a moment. But then he was grilled by the Pharisees. And the day ends with him worshipping Jesus. So the miracle happened, but then he got grilled. He got persecuted. He got shamed. He got thrown out, cast out. But his heart was still open and ready to receive the Lord because Jesus asked him. And he said, tell me who this is that I may worship him. He didn't let his heart get hardened through the trial, through the persecution. You know, faith is based on evidence. I love this. We talk about faith and and often we've got faith in what we don't see because we don't physically see the person of Jesus. Yes, he can come to us in visions and dreams and, and all those things. Uh, and, you can, and you can see stuff. Yes, you can. But, you know, right now I don't see Jesus sitting on that chair. But what I see is, I don't know, 90, 100 people whose lives have been impacted by Christ. That's the evidence. That's the evidence. You wouldn't be a changed person if there was no Christ. If there was no Holy Spirit power within you, you would not be changed. Faith is evidence. It's based on evidence. When the blind man found out who Jesus was, he believed he was Messiah because of the miracle he had done in giving him his sight. Based on evidence. And yes, that's a time when Jesus was there in the flesh. But you know what? People are healed and restored today. We see miracles today. That is the evidence that Jesus is still alive and active in the world and wants to bless, wants to bring breakthrough If we had the time, there'd be testimonies and people would have stories of the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God in your life, things that he's done, breakthroughs that he's brought. That's the evidence. I see that and I'm encouraged. I don't know about you, but I'm encouraged when I hear a praise report. Like, I want to hear about your daughter because I'm going to believe she's healed in Jesus' name and you're going to come next Sunday and you're just going to be so excited because God did something in her body. And that excites me. That excites me when I hear the good news of what Christ does. Let's look at this video. I've got a video, if we can get the lights again, um, about faith.
Trust God today, amen? 2020 vision. <laughs> Don't be confused with the statement, oh, I've got to have more faith. Some people say that to try and infer that perhaps you're not spiritual enough, perhaps you're not spending enough time in prayer, perhaps you're not um, worshipping God enough, you've got to go deeper and press in more. You know what that sounds like to me? It sounds like a whole lot of my effort. And faith doesn't rely on my effort. Faith is something you either have or you don't have. Jesus died on the cross for you and me. Do you believe that? Yes, yes or no? You have faith if you answer yes. God raised him from the dead. Yes, you have faith. How do you have more faith? I don't get that. Yes, we've got to worship. Yes, we've got to pray. We've got to do all those things. But you know what? If it counts on my effort, I'm going to fail every time. Someone just needed to hear that today. You don't need to press in deeper. You don't need to have more faith. You just need to have faith. And faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word. And I love what the video said, if you are lacking in faith, you are lacking in teaching. Get back to God's word. Get back to basics and trust him again. And you'll have the opportunity to make that decision at the end of today. You know, no matter what trouble you're going through, Jesus will stick with you if you've put your trust in him. If you've put your faith in him, he will stick with you no matter what. You might feel like you're alone. Well, you're not. Someone needed to hear that today. You are not alone. Jesus is with you in the midst of whatever it is that you are facing. He's always there with enough strength and hope to get you through the hard times. Always there. Always. Let's continue. John chapter 9, 39 to 41 says this. And Jesus said, For judgment I have come into the world, that those who do not see may see. And that those who see may be made blind. Then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him, Are we blind also? <laughs> Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remains. Blind by choice. See, the blind man believed and gained his physical sight and his spiritual sight all in the one day. The Pharisees, who supposedly had spiritual sight, were blind to who Jesus was, everything about him. To this latter group, the Pharisees, Jesus preached a short sermon on blindness. Do you think they enjoyed it? <laughs> Although Jesus came to earth to save people, those who do not believe in him will receive judgment. That judgment is the result of their choices. In nature, the same sun, you know, the sun in the sky, it causes watered plants to grow. But it also hardens dry clay. In, in the spiritual realm, Jesus brings salvation to spiritually blind people who see their need of a saviour. I'm blind and I need help. But at the same time, he blinds religious people who think they know it all but reject him. And that's what these Pharisees did. They thought they knew it all. I'm an Abraham guy. I'm a Moses guy. I've got it all covered. I'm all good. I don't need this Jesus. They think they've got it all together, but they don't. And so they reject him. The Pharisees got the point, but they wanted Jesus to exempt them. <laughs> they were applying for an exemption from the mandate. Uh, you're not talking about us, are you? They said. 
you know, they were sure they weren't part of that blind group. You know, we're so holy and righteous and we keep all the Torah and the laws and, and surely that's pleasing to my God. They desperately didn't want to be part of that blind group, but they were. And they weren't willing to admit it, so they'd never see spiritually. You've got to have your heart open to Christ if you ever want to see. If you ever want to see. Let's wrap up this chapter quickly, and then we're going to bring the service to a close. So, we've looked at John chapter 9. Jesus told his disciples that the man was born blind, so Jesus could display God's power in healing him. And then he gave the man sight. And then some people didn't believe the man who could see was the same one who was born um, blind. So they tried to create controversy and say, no, it's a different person. Um, The Pharisees grilled the man and his parents to determine who the healer was. And when they didn't like the answers, they threw the man out of the synagogue. And and then Jesus looked up the man and introduced himself. hey that's what he said on the video. As a result, the man believed in him. And then Jesus told the Pharisees that they were spiritually blind and would stay that way unless they believed in him. You know, unless they choose to exercise faith, and remember, faith is evidence. Unless they choose to exercise faith, unless they choose to acknowledge the evidence that was the reality of who Christ was, they're not going to have a breakthrough in their life. And, and I just feel someone in this room today just needs to acknowledge Christ again. And it can come in a gentle whisper. Let's have a look at the screen. If we can get the lights again, Russ. says after the wind the earthquake and the fire came there came a gentle whisper and even as the storms rage God's voice can be heard if we quiet our hearts if we draw close to his presence we can hear our creator whisper 
Faith comes from hearing and hearing by the Word of God. But we live in a world that's full of noise. Do you agree? The Scripture talks about a, 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 an earthquake. It talks about a wind. It talks about a fire. And I feel that there's a shaking on the planet right now. There's a shaking. And it's loud. It's in the media. It's in your face. It's loud. And it so easily takes away from what God is trying to say to our souls. And the loudness of the world can get so loud that it dominates our being. And it's all we hear. And it's what we're driven by. And it's why we live in a world filled with fear. But God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a a sound mind, calmness in the storm. Jesus stilled the storm. After the earthquake, after the wind, after the fire, what came? A whisper. But in a world that's full of noise, we're losing the whisper. It's so hard to hear from our Heavenly Father when we're consumed with noise. So I just really felt in my spirit that there were people in this place today that need to stop the noise just for a moment, worship God, press in, ask for a fresh wind in your heart today. And I mean sincerely, as we, as we sing it, it's not just a song, but it's a declaration to our spirit today. I need a fresh wind. I need to hear the whisper of the Lord again. So would you stand in His presence? Stand in His We're going to sing this song and we just want to press in and encounter God in a powerful way.
coffee will come, the fellowship will come. But right now, the Holy Spirit is here. And He wants to minister to you. He wants to reach into your heart and lift up your eyes, lift up your head. Give those of you that have been discouraged. He wants to encourage you in this place today. So when you press in, would you lift up your hearts and your hands to heaven in this moment and just press in, just sing, just worship. In your own song, lift up praise to your team. Oh, we love you, Lord. We bless your holy name. Come and move in this place, God. Oh, we open up our hearts and our lives. Feed and pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out on this Lord. Hungry for your presence.
Joshua 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's my prayer for each and every one of you as you go into your week. That you'd be led by the power of the Holy Spirit with the knowledge that He is with you. Because He's made a way for you to be victorious in every part of your life. So Father God, I pray your blessing on your church. Lord, that you would pour your spirit out afresh on your people. Lord, that as we've encountered you, we would go about this week with the knowledge that you are for us and not against us. You go before us. You are behind us. You're around about us. Your presence leads us and guides us and gives us boldness to confess that you are Lord over every situation and over every circumstance. And the redeemed of the Lord will say so because you are good and your mercy endures forever. And so God, we give you all the honor, all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Can we give him praise? Give him praise. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know who it was, but something's just shifted in someone's spirit this morning. You've come in defeated, but you're leaving victorious because of Jesus and all that he's done. If you haven't made a decision for Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity just before we close. Lots of visitors here today. So we do this at every Vineyard Christian Church meeting. If you're in this place, and you might have surrendered your life to Jesus before, but you know what? Today you're like, I need to... I need to commit my life. I need to rededicate my life for His glory and for His purposes. If you want to surrender your life to Jesus, just in this moment, just before we close, would you just lift up your hand? Because we're going to pray. We're not going to drag you out the front, but we're going to pray. I see that hand. Yep, see that hand. That's great. We want to just include you in a prayer. We're all going to pray it together because we want Jesus to be our Lord no matter what. You might not have lifted your hand, but you know what? You can say this prayer because it's not a magic prayer. But it's the heart condition. It's the open heart that says, you know what? I surrender, God, and I need you, and I need you. So would you say this prayer with me, church? Dear Jesus, in this moment, I surrender my life completely and wholly to you. I thank you that you died on the cross. I believe that you were raised from the dead. I confess that you are my Lord because I surrender my life to you right now. Come and breathe on this life. Lead me and guide me as I serve you all the days of my life. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank God again for people surrendering their life to Jesus. If you're online and you prayed that prayer, we're celebrating with you. We're celebrating with people here today that have surrendered their life. Do you know what else we're celebrating? Adelaide's birthday. So she's right up the back there. She's very short. But put everyone point to Adelaide. She's there. So, I don't know, are you able-bodied enough to stand on a chair, Adelaide? She's going to do it. We have, a little, we have a little tradition in our church. Those that are willing, don't fall, because um, I have got insurance, I guess, but anyway. Let's sing to Adelaide. Happy birthday.